Hey, what's going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here, threatening the Thursday night showdown slate between the Giants and the Eagles. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. It is greatly appreciated, guys, on the videos and the live streams as well as on Twitter. Um, you know, the easiest way to support me with all the content being free is just leave a like button on the video. Um, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Unfortunately, not going to be able to live stream for this showdown slate, but if you have any uh, questions, you can always hit me up in the comment section or on Twitter. I'll be uh, happy to, to get back to you guys there. Also, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. Link is in the description below. It's the DK DFS show. Uh, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, uh, before we talk about players and the prices, what I want to do is let's take a look at the Vegas odds for this game and then take a look at some snap counts. We do have a good amount of injuries to talk about as well. It's you know kind of an ugly showdown slate, but I think there is some value plays. Again, we'll get to, but all right, let's talk about the game in general. Right? So Giants-Eagles, it's a 45 over under. Eagles are four and a half point favorites here. All right, so let's take a look at these snap counts. And this is from the, the most recent week. So week six here, Giants. Devontae Freeman has, has stepped up, and he's you know stepping into the lead back role. He played 73% of the snaps last game, which is pretty good to see. Um, you know, Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, they're kind of just forgotten about in this offense. You know, they will get a few touches here and there. But it's nothing you can really go to with confidence on this slate, right? Wide receiver situation for the Giants is a little bit interesting. Well, Slayton, we know, uh, is going to play a majority of the game. He played 83% of these snaps. Mack is a guy that is at the flat min price. He played 75% of the snaps. Now, he did only have one catch, I believe, on one target. We'll get to him. But he looks like one of the better value plays of the Giants. At least on DraftKings, I only see three healthy receivers. It's Slayton, it's Mack, it's Golden Tate, who played 62% of the snaps. Right, C.J. Board is, uh, I believe he's injured. Yeah, he is out for this game. Concussion, won't play. So, again, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about the Giants more in a sec, but at least on DraftKings, I only see three healthy receivers. So, you know, Slayton's price at the top. Tate's at a decent price in the mid-range. And Mack is the, at the... At the flat min, so I do kind of like him. Uh, let's talk about tight ends. Evan Ingram's going to play majority of the game. Caden Smith will we'll get a couple, you know, targets here and there as the backup tight end, playing about forty-eight percent of the snaps at last game. As far as the Eagles, so uh, Miles Sanders is their lead back, but he went down and is going to be out for this game. So Boston Scott should uh, step up in, into the lead role here. Now, how much are going to utilize Boston Scott is a little bit more in question. I did bring up week one when uh, Miles Sanders was out, and this was kind of the, the distribution of snaps. Boston Scott played 56%. Corey Clement played 37%, so maybe it's like 60-40. I would guess 60-40, 70-30 uh, in, in favor of Boston Scott. So he's definitely someone we can look to, but DraftKings, I'll give them credit. They did a good job pricing guys up. Um, again, we'll, we'll talk about the, the prices here in a sec, but... Yeah, both Boston Scott and Corey Clement are, are definitely priced up on the side. We're not going to either at discounts. Wide receiver situation, well, uh, we know you know Philadelphia has just been a team that has been dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, you know, their top three wideouts, Ward, Fulgham, and Hightower, all played a good amount of the game. Ward and Fulgham, 81%. Hightower, 60%. 
you know, I was excited about it because I felt pretty good about Hightower as a value play, but now we have Deshaun Jackson coming back. We don't know what his workload's going to be. I would guess, you know, he's been out for a while. They're probably going to limit him a bit since he's obviously up there in age two. So Deshaun being active and playing does kind of throw a wrench in this, uh, does make, you know, the other three receivers, um, you know, mostly Hightower a, a little bit riskier. Tight end situation. So, again, Philadelphia has been just dealing with so many injuries. Goddard went down a few weeks ago. Now Ertz is out. So Richard Rodgers is the de facto number one tight end. And you guys know Philadelphia loves running two tight end sets, right, with obviously Ertz and Goddard when they're healthy. It's been Ertz and Rodgers for a bit. And now it's probably going to be Rodgers and either Kroom if he plays or the rookie Butler. So we'll talk about both those guys. But, yeah, again, DraftKings did a pretty good job. Richard Rodgers, I believe, is at 5K. Uh, they priced these guys up. And then, again, this was the week one where I went over at Boston Scott, Corey Clements' usage. So that's kind of uh, just a, a good idea uh, of, you know, players and what we kind of can kind of expect here for, for this week for this game. I do, again, let's quickly talk about, you know, the wide receiver situation before we get into it for the Giants. So, uh, or before we get into the, the entire slate. So Giants, right, they have Slayton, obviously, Golden Tate. Sterling Shepard's still in the IR. Go down to wide receiver, right? Austin Mack, he is the only other receiver that is healthy and available. Ratley is no longer on the team. They waived him. He's, he's on the Texans, uh, the Texans practice team. Uh, and then Board, Core, Sills, all on the IR. So, yeah, the Giants only have three healthy receivers from what I see. But, all right, let's start at the top here, and we'll start with Carson Wentz at 10-8. Well, <clears throat> sorry, I, always mention, I will always mention this, but yeah, quarterbacks have the highest floor. So safety, if you're playing head-to-heads, cash game, 50-50s, stuff like that, play both quarterbacks, right? Um, now, do you have to play both on the slate? No, because it's not projected to be like a, a, a shootout, right? Two teams that have kind of struggled. Um, you know, Wentz, I, I probably obviously feel a little bit more comfortable with than Daniel Jones. Um, you know, Wentz is a guy that, you know, does have a little bit of rushing upside, you know, in three last four games, 65, 37, and 49 yards of ground. It's pretty good to see. Uh, he's He's been more consistent recently. You know, offense line, again, the whole offense is banged up, but Wentz has been doing his best here, and he's still putting up decent fancy outings, so I think he's a really, really safe play. Daniel Jones, a 10-4. Um, uh, no doubt, right, this, this uh, Giants team has really struggled. Uh, the good thing also with Daniel Jones is he's a guy that is pretty decent at running the football. Again, three of the last four games here, 49, 45, and 74 yards on the ground. Now, sure, right, a, a lot of those came on, on one play, but he's definitely a guy that can get you like 50 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, you know, the matchup is, is decent. It, it's not, like, amazing, but it's not terrible. I do think Wentz is going to be a lot more popular than Daniel Jones. So if you want to get a bit contrarian, you can always go Jones over Wentz. The safe way is to play both, in my opinion. Um, but I definitely don't think you need to play both necessarily, right? If you're, if you're multi, mass multi-entering, making a ton of lineups, obviously you can mix and match. Uh, would I fade both quarterbacks in this slate? You could at least think about it, I guess. Uh, again, I wouldn't do it, but... I guess you, you like if you're making like 150 lineups, maybe in like one or two, you can fade both quarterbacks and just hope for like a super super ugly game and get like the defenses in there. Uh, all right, let's move on. Yeah, again, Miles Sanders still out. Uh, Slayton for, for the Giants has been a little bit banged up, uh, but looks like he's gonna be good to go. 
you know, he's been really solid, uh, you know, seven, seven, 11, four targets the last four games. He's, you know, their number one receiver at, at the moment. He's playing a majority of the game. I guess my one concern is just, again, he's been a little bit, uh, you know, gimpy with his injuries, dealing with a foot injury right now, but no, uh, designate, no injury designation going into this game. Uh, Slayton's obviously in play. He's got the big play upside as well. Um, Fulgham has really come on the last couple games. It's kind of out of nowhere. 13 and 10 targets, 6 and 10 catches. Uh, again, this Eagles wide receiver corpse is, is super depleted. They are getting Deshaun Jackson back, but what is his workload going to be for this game? I'd assume they're going to limit him, but you never know. Um, either way, don't think it's going to affect Fulgham too much. Maybe he loses a few snaps, but he has been their best receiver the last couple games. Uh, again, DraftKings, they did a good job, though. Like, we're not getting him at a discount. 8-8 eight, eight, does feel like a lot, but uh, it's hard to argue what he's done the last few games here. Now, Boston Scott, like I said, DraftKings, again, really good job pricing him up. 8.4K. Uh, Would have liked it if he was a bit cheaper. Now, you know, workload's still a little bit in question. I think it's going to be somewhere around 60-40, 70-30 with him and Clement. Um, you know, the good thing is he's a good pass-catching back, and Philly does like dumping it down at the running backs. Um, you know, this is a game the Eagles probably are playing from ahead. Uh, right there, what, five-and-a-half-point favorites? Four-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, so, Scott, you know, at this price, I think makes for a fair play. Uh, you know, the running backs always, it's the quarterbacks and the running backs that have the highest floor. So, again, cash games, you probably play both quarterbacks. Maybe try to get one running back in there, too, whether it be Scott or Devontae Freeman, who we'll talk about in a sec. Evan Ingram, 8K, it feels like a lot. So, right now, I think he's more of a contrarian play. Now, uh, is he viable? Of course he is. Uh, it's just the last couple games, the usage has not been great. Only two and three targets. Previous games, though, 10, 5, 8, 7 targets. So, I feel like the ownership is going to be low because people are going to look at these last couple games and kind of ignore them. This is one I'm a little bit undecided about because obviously the talent's there with Engram. He's a guy that can look to in the red zone. He's going to be low-owned, but I kind of like him as a contrarian play just because, again, ownership, in my opinion, will be pretty low on him. Like I think if people are spending up, they're going to look at the, the, first quarterback, or the two quarterbacks first uh, and then probably one of one of the top receivers of, of Slayton or Fulgham. Uh, you know, people are probably going to try to get one of those back. So Ingram kind of falls in this weird range of, you know, it, he does feel a little overpriced, but I kind of like that for the ownership. Devontae Freeman's at 7-4. So, uh, you know, the snaps have go, been going up on him. You know, the, the usage has been pretty good. 17 carry 60 yards, 18 carry 61 yards, doing a little bit, you know, through the air as well. Um, we know over the years, right, he's a good passage back. We saw it in Atlanta. I'm um, not sure, right? This Giants team has really struggled offensively. But, you know, I, I think the, the role for him right now is pretty safe. And it's good the snaps are going up, right? He played 73% of the snaps out last game. So I'm perfectly fine with Devontae Freeman. I think he, he's priced about right. If you land on him, no issue. If you want to fade him, I don't think that's the worst idea either. And we still know Alshon Jeffrey. Again, Shepard's still on the IR. Golden Tate's at 6'6". Would have liked if he was a little bit cheaper. We haven't really seen upside at all from him yet. Uh, no touchdowns so far this season. He's this guy that, you know, playing out of the slot, it doesn't really have the big play upside. Um, so I don't know if I would really, if you're going for like a GPP winning lineup, I probably probably wouldn't play Tate in the captain, but you never know. Maybe this is the breakout game. You know, the targets besides that last game have been pretty consistent, uh, you know, with five, seven, six, and five targets. I think he's he's a, a safer play, I guess. Um, 
you know, probably get 60 to 70 percent of of the of the snaps. So yeah, he, he's a he's an okay option there. Um, again, kind of like a, a few guys have mentioned, would have would have liked to if he was a little bit cheaper. Sean Jackson's a five eight. So this is the big question mark here. What are you going to do with Deshaun Jackson? It's tough because um, he's he's been out for a while. Are they going to limit him? I would guess they would. Hopefully we get some sort of clarity on this before lock. You know, I'll do my best to keep you guys updated uh, on Twitter if I do hear of, you know, there's going to be limitations. Uh, so it is imp- important to follow me on Twitter, guys. It is in the description below. Um, but, yeah, Jackson, he's got the big play upside, even though, you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, you know, the two games that he was healthy, you know, seven and nine targets. Um, so 5.8K is, is a fair enough price. It's, you know, just all about, you know, are you willing to take the risk? Do you think he plays a majority of the game? If the answer is yes, if you think he plays a majority of the game, I think he looks like a pretty good play at his price. It's just I don't think that's guaranteed. I think there's a good chance maybe they limit him. So, again, he, he's the question mark on this one. Corey Clement at 5'2". We'll back up Scott. Um, again, I, I would say 30-ish, 30 to 40%-ish of, of snaps here. 5'2 kind of feels like a lot. I don't know. Like if he was in like the two to three k range, I would have more interest. Five two, it just feels a little bit overpriced. I'm kind of saying like Richard Rodgers at five k, another one that, God, like I, I wish he was, I wish he was uh, cheaper. Um, but you know the good thing is that Philadelphia they they love running two tight end sets, and with no Ertz and no Goddard, no Goddard, um, I, I think Rodgers is, is a guy that's going to play majority of the game. So. And he's not like he's a bad pass-catching tight end. We just haven't seen a whole lot from him this year. So Rodgers is a guy that I think is firmly in play. Uh, I think he does play a majority of the game. He's a guy they can look to in the red zone. Um, like I said, Philadelphia, they're, they're thin at wide receiver. They're thin basically everywhere on offense. So I, I think Rodgers is a perfectly fine play uh, at that price. Greg Ward, I think, looks like a pretty decent play here for it. I know last couple games haven't been great, five and three targets. But before that, 11 and seven targets. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, with Deshaun coming back, you know, maybe hurts his role a little bit. But I still think he, he gets good snaps here for Philly. And he, him and Fulgham played the most at 81%. Uh, 4.8K, uh, I do like that price a decent amount. So Ward's definitely someone I'm considering as a cheap option. Now, the defenses are both viable on the slate, right? Both offenses have really struggled. Uh, 4, 6, and 4, 4 are, are fair prices. Again, I would have... The defense always always feels a little bit overpriced on these showdown sites, but if you think this game is going to be ugly, which is definitely possible, right? Again, both offenses have struggled. Uh, you can consider either defense. Now, which one would I prefer? Probably the Eagles, but that's not really a strong take. I think you can consider both defenses on the slate if you think it's going to be uh, a really ugly game. Again, kicker's kind of the same thing, right? I'm fine if you land in, in one of them. I have no issue. You know, floor, usually for kickers, about five. Ceiling 15. So if you're fine with that, go for it, right? 3 8 and 3 6 are fair prices. I never really have a strong take on kickers. Our Sega white sided 2 4. It just with Deshaun, Watt, or Deshaun Jackson coming back, I'm just not going there. Caden Smith probably gets 40 ish percent of the snaps. He's 2K and viable, but it's super risky. He's not a guy that gets targeted a ton. The backup run match for the Giants with Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman. Not overly excited about it. If I had to pick, I think it would be, I guess, Deion Lewis. Because he played a little bit more last game. He's at 1-6. But, yeah. You're not going to feel comfortable either of those. Now, Hightower was a guy I, I was going to be uh, definitely overweight on if 
uh, if Deshaun Jackson's out. And Deshaun Jackson playing, it just throws a wrench in things, right? What is Hightower's role going to be now? Because he was playing a good amount of the game. Uh, let's go to Philly and, and their wide receivers. He played 60%. Now it's more in question, right, with Jackson coming back. So the 1-2 price still makes him viable, right? Because 6-4 and four targets last couple games, like, He's not going to really blow the roof off a slate, but he doesn't have to do a whole lot to get you there at this price, right? All he really needs is a couple catches, and you're there. So definitely can consider Hightower again. With Jackson playing, though, it does make him more risky. And Austin Mack, he right now is the guy that I feel the most comfortable with as far as a really, really cheap play. Sure, only one catch on one target. But the Giants have no one else, right? And he played 75% of the snaps. So... I think Austin Mack is one of the better value plays. Uh, and the Giants right now only have three healthy receivers. Now, the other tight ends here for Philly with Kroom and Butler. We'll see. Kroom's status is currently, he's questionable. We'll see. If he does play, I, I think he would be the number two tight end behind uh, Richard Rodgers. He actually did catch a touchdown, I think, on only one snap, I believe. The one snap he played. Yeah, he played one snap, and the one snap was a touchdown. So, you know, Kroom, if he plays, is probably the number two tight end. I think he's certainly a viable punt here. Uh, Butler is only a guy I think I would look to if Kroom is out, because then, you know, Butler would probably be the number two tight end. And then I think that's really it for, yeah, that's about it for the player-by-player -player breakdown. So let's talk about captains, guys. Um, yeah, if you're going for quarterback in the captain, make sure make sure you get some correlations. So you play once in the captain, I'll probably play at least one or two of his receivers. And kind of same thing with Daniel Jones there if you go that route. Both are playable um, because, you know, both can have some rushing upside. Um, so, again, and they do have the highest floor. They're probably safe captain options if you're, if you're looking for safety. Now, in GPPs, right, about 75% of the time, the winning lineup has either a running back or a wide receiver in the captain. Now, guys I'm considering for, for the upside, obviously Slayton and Fulgham at the top. Um, they've both been you know kind of carrying the, their respective offenses. Uh, both running backs are viable here with Scott and with Freeman. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram more of a contrarian play, but he's someone that I'm looking to for, for maybe low ownership. You know, if you want to go Tate, fine, but I don't know if he has an like enormous upside. At least we haven't seen it yet this year. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is risky play because we don't really know what the workload's going to be yet, but obviously he still has that big play upside. Greg Ward it looks okay, and then you know you could always punt it with, with a guy like Mack or, or Hightower you know, if that's the route you want to go. And it, it is a viable strategy because if you do go this route with someone really cheap in the captain spot, then you can fit in almost whoever else you want into your lineup. So let's just say you know with Hightower, Mack, let's just say we go Mack. Right? Then you have 9.8 K remaining. Well, you can basically plug in whoever else you want into your lineup. So that is always an option. Um, and, yeah, I think that's going to really wrap it up for the video today, guys. So uh, if you have been enjoying the content this far, I'd really appreciate it. If you leave a like button on the video, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. Um, so you know when I upload videos and when I'm live. Again, unfortunately, I won't be able to live stream for this one. But if you guys have any questions... Leave them in the comment section or hit me up on Twitter. I will definitely get back to you guys. Thanks again. I hope you guys have a good day, and I will see you all later.